castrated minstrels in a modern scene, singing dirges, dirges of worn-out, worn-out themes, long forgotten and stripped of relevance. Blind men in alleys, alleys, feebly fumbling, fingering the hot barrel in their pockets while vaguely remembering the crime they only seconds ago committed. Lost children lost, they sing half-tunes and finish half-mathematical equations in four confusing scales, while the minstrels ruin scales, and blind men fumble, feebly fumble, through an alley of trash, vermin, and vitriol. A mayor is slowly losing consciousness, while the old boss of the heating and cooling company bleeds through the half-inch hole in his head as two coolish repairmen read the note on the door that says, Don't come in. Call the police. Your checks are in the envelope, taped below the note. Speaking, speaking through mute mouths that hesitate, hesitate to utter sounds that mean anything at all. Taught not to speak, to whisper, brother and sister, if anything, anything, to utter, to moan, no, to creak like a gate. Words that are dead are dying like a gate, rusting away over time and the weeds grow over, and no one, no one remembers where the gate leads anymore, but they used to play in the secret garden on the other side, on the other side. Glancing at the words on the page, he decides not to read it out loud, out loud anyway. He decides not to give it another glance and walks away, walks away, heading to the subway where the old Israeli man sells skin magazines, two for ten dollars, and it's such a good deal that he and Alex both agree that two are better than one on a cold Friday night in Chicago. A man parks his car and gets out, gets out, only to cross the street to try, but the street is wide and sweeping and it's rush hour during a busy time of the month, and the man is waylaid by a wall of cars coming on, coming on. And the man who parks his car and gets out and crosses the street won't make it home tonight for supper or anything else. Just before, just before the car makes impact. Just before, just before his head touches pavement and lights go out, out. The man finishes his thought thinking, thinking, I had something really important I wanted to say. Left unsaid. Fuckhead Larry. Larry. Sneering, leering, sneering at the minstrel singing. He's like a rat fresh out of the Eastman Kodak factory. Blind, drunk, and sneering, leering, Larry, on two wheels rolling, rolling. His Italian racing bicycle with a wagon rusted and bent, carrying all his worldly possessions as he rolls and rolls his way through cancer treatment and treatment, treatment, treatment of the old women at the tower, where he finally finds a home after losing his home, and aching, aching through bone cancer and ridicule, defending, defending the trashy horrors, the lowlifes, and the blind men in the alley. The old woman clenches her cracking teeth and says nothing, nothing about the body found on the floor that had been Larry, Larry, fuckhead Larry. Nothing about Larry being missed by anyone, anyone, anyone at all, but wants to know who is cleaning out the shitbox apartment and when will they get rid of the smell of his sweat or not. On the other side of the lake, there was a man-man named Lee who heard voices in his head and they said things that he understood, but they made his head ache and his eyes water. He tried to burn him out, burn him out, drink him out, fuck him out, fight him out, piss him out, drink, 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 drink. They never left and they are still there today, but Lee is a pile of ash that burned, burned in his front yard, where he was found by the boy on the green mountain bike with the dinosaur logo on its neon green frame. The boy, boy, would never forget what he saw that day when he went home, went home, and drank a Coke and read the missing issue of Emerald Dawn. He stood in front, front of the class, his knees buckled and his nose dripped dripping clear snot while his cheeks grew red and the girls, girls saw him blushing. He could not not keep the blood from his face when he stood in front and gave a speech about a book he had never actually read in the first place. The girl with the only breasts in class laughed, laughed, laughed at him.
at him and broke up with him because he would never say, say, say anything for fear of what she would say, 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 think of him. Though one time he got up the nerve to touch her foot with his foot under the desk in the science room. The girl and her breasts never even noticed. The phone rang, rang, rang that day. It was good news, bad news, no news, blues all rolled into the same goddamn call. He had something to say, say, finally say, good things to say and bad things he didn't want to say, but they forced his hand like they always did. It was a special sort of day, day for him, but for them it was bitter. And the talk went the way, way, way he knew it would. And that was the day he buried his father alive. Larry, Larry, fuckhead Larry, and Linky, Hinky, Linky too, listening to the tarnished Smiths. Smith their lives of dirt and freebies and starving innocent children and pets. Mourning the uncle that fondled the mother that hated the black man that lived on his street. White and awful, pasty with fingers that roam, and you wonder, did they ever roam on me? Father, dying for years on end the way he wanted to. Sick and sickly, sickish, losing mass, and feebly, listlessly seated in the sticky, messy filth of Section 8 living. Linky and his lot full of sound and full fury. Linky, as he says, says, says that he once had a note in his pocket and a flush account with the 200000 odd dollars that his father bequeathed on the day that he died. And Linky, Linky, Hinky, Linky lives in the park behind the church and masturbates in the night with rye on his breath and an open sore on his stomach. And the bleeding hearts wonder why, why, and how in this modern age a veteran can wander the streets homeless when they serve their country. But they don't know, don't know that Hinky, Linky, Hinky, Linky told the quiet preacher that his discharge from service was less than honorable, and they even confiscated the knife that he put in the other man. A moment in time caught an opportunity to seize, seize nothing to do, hard to think. The moment moves faster the words, words that are caught in the throat like claws dug in, dug in deep to flesh, wanting to pull free, but the harder they pull, the deeper they lodge. The moment, the moment goes by and nothing was said, left unsaid. Nothing said, and he thinks to himself, I have never regretted anything I didn't say. But then a quarter century goes by, and he wonders, 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 wonders. The truth of that. Lovers at midnight part, part, they part ways. Massive heart attacks and strokes, and waking in the morning to your lover's body. Cold, cold. Lovers parting, lovers parting ways. I'll see you come summer, winter. I'll see you when the college gets out. I'll see you on the other side of the water when everything, everything finally times up just right for us. And we will occupy the same space, space, and we will talk, 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 kiss, think, love, talk, and then everything will finally make sense and be right, but the line is cut, and the phone won't ring, and the letters burn, and the woman never wakes, and the man falls to the ground cold, and all words are left unsaid, unsaid. The minstrels lack lacking the equipment, nerve to breed, breed, and sing above the high octave shriek. Lost spirit, nerve, and sank to depths so low that words caught in the high-pitched whine of their throats. Their soccer moms, moms with their bug fly sunglasses, sip, 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 wine, and become the lushes they knew they would never be. As they chastise their daughters and repeat all the things their mothers said that were so unfair and cruel. They make clownish whores of their daughters as they send them out, send them out, send them out, and say, 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 fare thee well, little me. His tongue was like flypaper, catching words, passing through his mouth, passing out, passing out to fly around town. Flypaper tongue and throat catching, catching, and flies all around buzzing, buzzing, buzzing. The flies with their own tongues and own words and the things to say and say on the tips of the flies' tongues, tongues, tonguing, tonguing each other. So they don't have to speak, they don't have to say, they don't have to lie or disappoint or remember what lies they told each other. Tongues and mouths to stopper up words to keep words stuck in throats.
deeply, deeply stuck and stoppered and put away until Sunday or some other day. Leary and Mary and Scary and Linky, tarnished Smiths and the mother of sand and trifles and nowhere, Monday and Tuesday and the preacher of Wednesday and the latter-day saints who fear their pimply faces in the mirrors that cast heavy-handed advice that tells them to wear black shoes and name tags and keep their hard-ons above their ears and refers them to a book full of mildew and stale semen and words that bleed from urine-stained pages. What? 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 He can't hear any of the words because of the tinnitus, because of the shell that exploded next to him some thirty years ago, destroying his eardrums and his nerves forever. What? What? The noise of the crowd makes the words like a dismal hum of nonsense, and the old man sees the evidence in the moving lips of wordless mouths that he once again doesn't belong in this new world. Fool. Fool am I. The grieving spouse, the tired veteran of plastic knees, and a menagerie of tattoos that tell of his pain and PTSD. What? What? I can't hear you, and if I could, I wouldn't understand the jargon coming out of your mouth anyway, so I might as well move on from a world where I don't belong anymore and I don't recognize. Where did the old world go? Where did the words go that used to make sense, that used to make it through my ears to my brain? What? I can't hear you anymore. The old man sniffs and wipes the saliva from his mouth. The tarnished smiths and the minstrels sing another song while squealing pigs lose their genitals, and the horses' backs are broken along with their spirits. The mustangs that ran free now whinny and whimper, and the voices of men turn soft and as placid as their manhood. Their wives leave them for the pile of junk in the storeroom. The scratching, broken record voice came out. It came out from the drain. It spoke of dampness and mildew and ages, ages aged. He listened, listened, felt the discord rattling the rusty, rusty pipes telling him the things he knew once knew but now forgot, and left behind like a crust of bread on the basement floor turned green and rotten. And the voice it said it said many things, some here and now and some of the tomorrow that we can't even begin to know or even count on. Tomorrow and yesterday, the words that curse, 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 and eat away the apple until the core is rotten and black, and we choke down the seeds which are the only things left for nourishment. Woman of hooked nose, tripping, 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 sneezes out words so easily they make heads turn, turn, turn away to avoid her coming down the street, where she cries out, Hey friend, dear friend, coming to my party tonight, tomorrow, next week, next month, booked, 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 social and amazing and wondrous and full, full of venom and sweat, as beak and brow tell lies, lies of every socialite she collects along the way, and rubs, rubs, rubs them against her clit, 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 nose, mouth, words so ugly and full of worms, they rot her tongue, her tongue, with corn road groves away like acid, acid upon the vile tongue under beak, snot, brow, and nose. She weeps in her loneliness, only to catch the next train south. A man in an empty room that echoes, echoes all the things he thinks, types the words he types, he types words, the words he can't speak, can't say, and can't think when he doesn't want to. He writes the words, away, 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 and wonders out loud only to himself, where that would be. He turns the scroll wheels and rereads the words again and again and again and decides that he is hungry, so he strolls down to the IGA, but finds that it is burned to the ground, to the ground, and he can't help but think that the electric had been ages old when he had worked there as a youth, and remembers Fritz, the old motherfucker, putting pennies in the fuse box to keep it from popping, 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 and that was twenty years ago, and he wonders if the pennies were still there, and if Lincoln's profile was black or just melted away. 
He takes the words out of his pocket. He puts them in the post, stamping, stamping, and holding the words in half and thirds and quarters, hoping, hoping they find purchase, find ears, find eyes to read them, the words that say repeatedly on pages and pages across reams and miles and days and hours. If you were reading this, reading this, reading this, then the knock came at the door and I answered, but I didn't have the time or the space or the urgency to finish saying what I had to say, what I had to say in the manuscript that needs at least another draft. And Hinky Linky burns through two hundred thousand odd dollars in rye and sweat and semen, while Larry pedals his bike, and Mary cries that her boyfriend was killed in a tractor accident when she was in high school, and that he had raped her right beforehand. But she really didn't mind so much, because she loved him, and would probably have said yes if he had asked her, but he had never asked, and he had not died in a tractor accident, and Mary had never even had a boyfriend in high school, because when she was in high school she was being fondled at the madhouse by the orderlies on a daily basis. And now she is Mad Mary and can't control the loudness of her voice or her temper. And she says things that others would call lies. But Mary doesn't know fact from fiction. And the minstrels and the tarnished myths play at cards and talk about the government and racism and homosexuality from a third grader's perspective. The cat stares at the old man with the tattoos, the widower. The little man who would like to say something, but he can't because he doesn't know the words and the parts of his brain that would form the thought had been disconnected by the phenobarbital that his mother used to put in his oatmeal when he was a boy. He stands in front of a crowd, his voice being recorded on the reel-to-reel as it is sent out live across the airwaves. They've gathered to hear this, and finally he thinks, well, it comes down to this, and he never would have thought himself one to stand at the podium and address the masses, but they want to hear him, and so he says, so he says, nothing. Catch, 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 words, caught, suffocating, burning, burning in throat and chest and lungs, words like asbestos, like fiberglass shards, itching, itching, burning and caught, coughing, hacking instead of speaking, wanting to say all that, wanting to say thought that won't make words, that won't make speech, that lay mute and swollen chest and burning lungs. Cheeks burn scarlet and warm like all the times before with words caught sideways, aching and tearing his throat and larynx and tongue, eyes bulging, depressed and saddened and stripped like castrated minstrel, falsetto and shaky, and explaining too much and too rapidly while coughing in, sucking in, coughing out air, barely words so fast and manic, trying, trying, and wanting to cry, wanting to leap, wanting to exit, wanting to put his head in the sand, bury himself 